My name is Jan Welch, and welcome to episode 13 of the Then and Outblading podcast. For this episode, I'll be talking to Brandon Drummond, the host of Blader News on YouTube. I talked to Brandon about his YouTube channel, his show, his history within the sport of inline skating, and living in New Zealand. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, make sure and hit the like button. Subscribe to this channel. If you haven't already, hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. Leave any comments you might have in the comments area below. And follow me on social media. I have links to my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter in the description below. And I also have a link to my Patreon page. And if you like this channel and you want to support it, for as little $3, you get exclusive access to content not available on this channel. Photos, videos, audio, all sorts of cool stuff from my archives. Check out the Patreon link in the description below for more information. Let's get started with episode 13 of the Dead and Outblading podcast with Brandon Drummond. Oh, that your email went straight to my uh, junk. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't see an email, but I found it. We're good. <laughs> I thought it might it might do that. I could have just sent you a link through Facebook too. Um, Why? Well, hey, it's nice to meet you, Brandon. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Eh? It's cool. Pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm absolutely honored, man. Like so honored. So thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, I want to congratulate you. You got the Voice of the Year award. Yeah, I still can't believe that. Eh? Or like, from one magazine. Yeah, that's yeah. I just yeah, it's like wow. I just can't, you know. It's so nice. Like I feel very lucky, very privileged. To How do you feel about the the comp- competitors you had in that category? Uh, I think I kind of got quite lucky there. I know I was very very impressed with Tom. I've been loving Tom's stuff. You know, he gave me a real big run for my money. You know, <laughs> from being such a new dude to like the scene, making videos and stuff. He, without even trying, almost beat me. You know. And then uh, I think I think I got pretty lucky in the fact that people probably didn't really understand the uh, what the title really meant, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the people I was up against, you know, like it makes sense with Tom, but for uh, oh, I can't even remember who the other Mi- person. There was Miguel. Miguel, yes. I was like, it's like it's, it feels like a different category, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> Do you, cons- do you consider yourself the voice of rollerblading personally? Uh, definitely not. No, 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 no. <laughs> definitely not. That that title seems very, very. That's a hard expectation to live up to, you know. <laughs> oh, like, for uh, sure. Who would you yeah. consider to be the voice of rollerblading from all the people out there, or the voices of rollerblading? Um, that's a really hard one. I heard it's funny because all I'm thinking about is uh, Tom did a whole video talking about the problem with like award shows and he talked about like who should actually be the voice of blade right and he mentioned like maybe like someone like john julio you know, someone who's kind of like you know leading the way for rollerblading and stuff like that and i kind of agree it'd probably be some someone like that but then then you're coming down to like what does it even mean to be the, the voice of blading right like does it mean like you know you're the one telling everyone what's going on is, is it the one leading the way you know it's like so up for so much different subjectiveness you know like so i don't know yeah that's a hard one. Oh, for sure i mean even with all the different disciplines now you know even with an aggressive yeah exactly you don't yeah. really you have too many voices niche. for everything out there yeah. yeah and uh yeah for it to be like a news show like for being the voice of playing just for having like a news show <laughs> I'm, I'm on it you know? <laughs> it's like a weird fit but you know it's cool <laughs> well you have a quite a bit of uh subscribers now what are you at uh, we're at 19,400 last I check on track for 20 very soon. 20k, <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. How long did it take you to get there? How long have you been doing the channel for? Uh, I've been doing it for 
probably uh, like four or five years, kind of, I think, from the top of my head. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's been, it's pretty steady kind of consistent growth over that time I've noticed. So yeah, it's been, I didn't really think I'd ever get to 10K. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of pretty hyped that we're almost at 20. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I mean, you've been doing some different promotion too for the channel. I mean, doing the, the subreddit has to help a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been fun, and then yeah. you do your, your streams as well. Yeah. So I started doing, for some reason I just had this call and I felt like doing like a, some kind of live show on my channel. It started on YouTube and I was doing like a, the biggest problem I was having with making bladed news was uh, trying to find stuff to put in the show by myself was like this mega overwhelming task. You know, like there's always stuff everywhere, always going on. It's so easy to miss stuff. And uh, like, it's like a full-time job, you know, to go through all that. And I found like a lot of the time there'd be some, something I'd missed that would just like, it was being possible for me to know, like, uh, like as a good example, I was thinking like, recently there's uh, your last podcast with uh matthias where you're talking about this uh the new uh there's like the shadows coming out right before the 25th anniversary there's like i would have to watch every podcast under the sun you know to catch things like that you know and the good thing of me starting like the the whole point of doing the streams getting like kind of getting a hive mind happening of people like helping me out you know and that was through the subreddit so i have a way for people to submit news and edits and stuff and that way kind of everyone's helping me out and it made my life so much easier, dude. Now I just can go on the subreddit, you know, and be, if I miss something, it'll generally make it there. And it also makes it easier for other people to share their own stuff themselves. Like people starting their own brands, people making their own edits and stuff, which I really liked. I liked, I really wanted to make it, I wanted to share other people's stuff, like what they're doing in blading and make that kind of easy. I don't want it to be like something that seems impossible for the average blader to do, you know? So yeah, I wanted to make it open and it seemed to work really well in a, in a format where I have the subreddit and then once a week I go through the subreddit live with everyone so that it shows people like that I'm actually looking at it and they get to see me react to it so that it like encourages people to actually do it and the streams are just so much fun dude they're like the highlight of my week they're so fun dude just to like talk to people about blading live it's so fun <laughs> so you did it on twitch and why did you choose twitch instead of the the um youtube live uh so i did it on youtube for a little while i did it for probably like a probably like three or four months and uh there's a few problems with that the first i found is that uh, a lot of people i was losing subscribers from doing live streams because i think a lot of people you know they sub for later news they sub for like the other stuff i done they didn't sub to see a uh, annoying live stream popping up on their feed like every day you know <laughs> and uh it also was bad for watching people's like edits and stuff because uh, I couldn't use the music because of content ID, the streams would get like muted, you know, they'd get, or they get like, you know, claimed like that, which is fine when you're live. But afterwards it was, it just gave me like, I had this weird superstition that getting all these claims on my channel every time I do a stream was not a good idea. <laughs> so um, I decided I should probably have a separate platform for streaming just so that way the people that want to see the streams, they don't, it's not like they can go to that platform and they'll see it. And then the people who just want to see my videos and stuff, then I have to like have it in their face all the time that I'm live. And it also means if I want to go live more than once a week, I don't have to feel bad about it. You know, like I can go live right now if I want. And I don't have to be like, oh, all my subs that don't want to see me go live, I'm going to be annoyed by this notification. All the people that are following me on Twitch, they want to see me live. So I don't have to feel so bad. 
So that was my justification. It was still early days. Hopefully it was the right choice. We'll find out. <laughs> but yeah. How how many people follow you in the Twitch stream usually? Uh so I usually there's usually around like 20 people, 20 to 30 people are in there. And it's slowly growing up. It's definitely I took a hit moving from YouTube. YouTube, I had like a consistent at least 40 people every time, no matter what. So we're still convincing people to come over, but it's it's still cool. It's fun. There's enough people to have fun, you know. <laughs> So for people who aren't familiar with Twitch and how it works, what makes that platform good for you? Twitch is like the, it's like the original live streaming platform. And it's just got, it's got so many features to it that just make it so much better for live streaming. Like uh, there's things like even just the chat itself is there's less latency. So it's easier to like interact with chat, easy, easier to read it, easier to do stuff like that. There's a bunch of other like little features that make it like a, a really nice community to grow in as well. Like a, there's features where you can raid other streamers. So like at the end of your stream, you can send your chat to like someone else. And it's like, it's really good for like, you know, spread it, helping other people out. And it means like there's a, there's a few other streamers that there's another role-laying streamer. I'm like the one of two people who make role-laying content. That means I can like help them out. And if that was on YouTube, that'd be cool, but it's not. But there's that as well as um, there's just lots of little fun little things like that. Like uh, it's, heaps, it's real hard to explain. There's so many little little pieces that just make it a better platform for streaming. If that makes sense. Like you, you have to give it a chance if you, if you haven't, you know. <laughs> and you can monetize off the Twitch stream. Yeah, it's that's it's really good for that too. Like I see um it's the culture on Twitch is very like you support your creator, I notice. It's like uh because uh, it's based on kind of like a subscription kind of thing where people they like they subscribe it's like you pay to subscribe so it's, it's like youtube's joining like memberships and it's just like much more normal for people to do that on twitch versus youtube and uh yeah i found even with like the small the much smaller following i have like followers on twitch i could it easily matches it's very close to matching my monthly income on youtube with like a channel that's like 10 times the size just like this it's like yeah it's a good really good community there i like it I read online that like the longer you stream for, the more the better it is for making money. Or is that how it works? Uh, it's kind of like for, for it's all like a, I don't know if I have enough of like a grasp on it yet, like enough data to really know. But for me, it's very up and down right now. Like I don't think going longer really does help at all. I think it's kind of like if I go live, then I'll earn money that day. That's about it. <laughs> well, back to your YouTube channel. When you first started a channel. What were you, what content were you doing on there, skating related? You weren't doing the Blader News from the beginning, were you? No. So the channel I had since I was little, I just used to upload upload my like edits and stuff from when I was skating with my mates and stuff. And then uh, I like to have no idea really where I got the urge to start making videos. But the first like video I started making when I went from like when I started posting consistently was when I. Uh, was skating the razor shifts and I had a problem with them and I felt like I needed to tell people about it. So I made like a review talking about the uh, razor shifts. And then uh, I was kind of like from then I had like a challenge to try upload every week and that's how it all started kind of, but yeah, the, uh, the main idea to get me started was just mainly for me. I wanted to capture like, cause at the time I felt like I was like flatlining in my own personal skating where it felt like I wasn't learning anything and stuff. I thought that maybe if I like actually recorded it and actually uploaded it, then I can look back and actually see how much I'm improving. 
uh, that was like one of the original goals as well as you know I had big inspirations or big inspiration from uh Laura back to blading he was a big one and uh and Ricardo Lino and I saw there was like you know there's very little people making stuff on YouTube for rollerblading I thought and I was watching like a lot of skateboarding content as well I was like you know this I might as well give it a go you know <laughs> and uh yeah if I think back that's how it all kind of started I just kind of I had no plan to start. I just kind of just did it. <laughs> and I'm still here now, like five years later, still trying to upload every week. <laughs> and then the, Bl the Blader News Show. How did the Blader News Show come about? So this is real weird. I never, like, never set out to make a role day news show. It kind of just happened. It's <laughs> really funny. Um, it all started, the first episode I'd call Blader News, this was before I even called it Blader News, was uh, just a kind of, a knee-jerk reaction video I made to when Barlow shut down. And uh, yeah, John said like, Barlow's no more. He did the big post, right? With the four dots at the end. And I made a video like, cause I was really sad about that. Cause I was wanting to go skate Barlow's. It was like the next skate I was gonna buy. And I was so disappointed about that, that I made this quick video about it saying like, oh, this is really dumb. You know, I'm sad about this, but the four dots means maybe there's a new skate company coming. And then like, obviously them skates came out and I made a video saying like, them, this new skate coming, them skates. And then uh, people really liked that. Those two videos like really did well. They started to like, it really is the whole start of my channel actually growing was that point there. A big point of that I think is because uh, Roller News, they shared my video, like talking about everything about, we knew about them skates and that brought a bunch of new people to my channel and that kind of kickstarted everything. And then from there, I saw people obviously wanted to have a show, uh, you know, talking about stuff happening in Roller Bay and like keep them up to date. And so I started Blader News there as kind of as like a, with no plan, like I was going to post once a month because like nothing was happening in Blading back then, you know, <laughs> and, and then here we are now. And it led to this and that's the only, it's like the only consistent show on my channel that I have going. So you were there planned before uh, Biz did This Week in Blade? Yes, yes. I remember um, finding Biz's first episode and I was like, damn, this dude is so, so this guy, dude's going to be so good. And I was like, the first thing I did was I shared it on my news show saying like, there's this dude, he's going to do this way better than me. <laughs> Make sure you check it out. And it was, yeah, it was like, I, I, I'm fairly sure he had no idea I was doing anything as well. It was like completely separate, you know? So it was like, it's just, yeah, it was, it was cool though. Yeah. But yeah, I started first. <laughs> hey, do you get along with Biz? I saw you guys yes. did a, like a collaboration <laughs> show a while ago where you took over your channel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, he pokes me, some uh, fun at you here and there, but yeah, you guys have Biz, a good relationship. Yeah, we're, 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 we're homies, you know, he's, we have like a, a beef that's, we're like rivals, you know, but we're not really rivals, you know, nothing but massive respect to Biz, you know, I, I love his show. I personally think it's the better show. <laughs> I know it's like, I, I think like I have nothing bad to say about him. He's, he's such a good dude. I, I, I love his skating as well. And I love his show, obviously. And I think, Whenever I go to look at skateboarding, right, and I see uh, they have their new show, right, their big new show, it's at Skateline. And if you compare, like, Skateline to, to This Weekend Blade, blading is blessed. Our show is so much better at every regard, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I do, yeah, nothing but love for Biz. He's a man. <laughs> and now there's three blading new shows. Yes. Tom yes. came on the scene, and Tom's, you know, a little different take on it because he's absolutely hilarious. Yes, yeah. yeah, Tom. Wow, Tom's so good, dude. I absolutely love him as well. I've, he's come so far in such a quick time. Like, uh, he's quickly become one of my favorite channels to watch. 
especially recently. He has all these like really good takes and he is so goddamn funny, man. It's so good. It's, it's so much competition now. <laughs> There's definitely competition because, you know, I'll watch all three of you guys' show in a week and it's a lot of the same material, you know, on there. Um, what do you think? I know that Tom's doing not just news shows, you know, he's doing a lot of other kind of rollerblading type shows and you were doing some tutorials and some skating videos too. Biz is mainly just a news show. Yeah. Um, do you think all three of you can keep the that news format going at the same time in the future? Or you think somebody like Tom's going to get away from it and just do more different uh, types I don't of shows? Know. That's, a good, that's a good question. I think there is room for all of us. It's just like the good thing about having three shows, you know, is, you know, if you watch all three, you'll get all the news, you know, there's always something that someone misses, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but yes, I do. I, I don't see Tom leaving anytime soon. I can see him quickly taking off, you know, being like very quickly being one of the top for sure. Look at him now. He's already killing it. Um, yeah, it is kind of, it is an interesting question. I'm kind of afraid to even think about the fact that, you know, we don't really need three news shows, but <laughs> who knows? We'll see. But yeah, um, that is a good point. Like, uh, I never planned to do Blade and Use forever. Like, I, it's, I, the thought of stopping it now seems pretty much impossible. But, like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm going to do Blade and Use forever. And uh, I'm sure Tom, since he's not dialing down, he's probably in a similar boat. So, I don't know. We'll see. Well, you know, like Tom, Tom's, Tom's, all this other content he's doing. Same with um, David from Wilson. You know, they've started to step up a yes. lot of different content um which has been really cool and interesting and i think they're both good content creators the wheel scene ones man wow every single one's been such a banger man like geez that's <laughs> such so funny man <laughs> what's your favorite youtube channel oh oh that's a good question um right now for rolling it's definitely tom it has to be tom right now this is the one that i have to watch I have, I'm in a weird boat. I've kind of, I'm trying to get myself out of this now, but because I have to watch stuff for Blade and Use, it started to ruin watching blading stuff for me. Cause I like, I have to consciously be watching it. You know, I can't like chill out and watch it. So it's been hard. Yeah. So yeah, but I'm trying to get back into it. Cause I know that that's quite a big downside and it's probably one of the main reasons I've been, I'm infamous for saying people's names wrong and shit. That's because I haven't been watching enough blade and shit, you know? <laughs> But yeah, we'll I saw yeah. I saw you got roasted by David. Yeah, but. back to back. Yeah, from David and Tom. Tom brought it up as well. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Now that you've been doing the channel for a while, were there any goals you made for yourself, or do you have any goals with what you want to do with the channel? I've tried to have like a year uh, a goal every year. That um, the main goal of my channel was to I once it actually start getting steam, I wanted to just like help blading any way I can. That was the main thing to kind of like use YouTube to show people that, you know, blading is still around, which I think people know now since we've kind of really picked up steam because of COVID. Um, and just like, yeah, just get skating out there. And like, and also to keep myself skating. That was the two things I wanted to do. But yeah, but even yeah, I've always had like a, I've done like a sub goal and stuff like that. And uh, I think last year was the only year I didn't do one. And uh, I think it's important to see goals like that. Eh? I think yeah, uh, actually putting it out there like a sub goal, I think it gives a, a good chance of it actually happening. You know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. 
But yeah, for this year, I put a sub goal out. I'm still afraid to say it, but I'm going all out. I want to get to 30K subs by the end of the year. It probably won't happen. We're not on track for it to happen, but you never know, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, my goal is for the challenge is to keep having fun with it pretty much, you know, just to get better. Always try to improve, try new things, you know, keep it going. <laughs> How hard is it to actually make a living doing a rollerblading YouTube channel? Do you think it's possible? I mean, there's, I know Ricardo Lino's doing pretty well and some other guys, but realistically, what should people uh, expect? I think it's, I don't think you should ever set out to do that. I think that's, it's kind of like, it's going to be very hard to do. I think like, uh, there's, I think there's not, it's not quite enough. It's not quite enough people out there yet to make it to like a livable kind of income, you know, like you, you'll be, I think at best you'll be on like a, a scraping by income. Yeah. So, and uh, I think if you go into making content in a mindset that you want to live off it, then uh, I do, I think you kind of ruin your chances of getting to that point. Cause uh, you know, once you're trying to like live off the money instead of like reinvesting the money back in, then it, you're like, you can't do as much, you know? And then when you have like downfalls and stuff and when stuff starts not going the right way, it snowballs a lot worse when it's something you're really trying to like live off versus some hobby you're doing for fun. So if anyone is thinking like to get into it, to get as a job, I definitely encourage them to do it as a hobby, do it for fun. Don't do it for a job. And you'll, you'll find more success that way anyway. I think. Yeah, yeah. Wise words. I agree with you. It's definitely a lot of work, you know, yes. like, uh, <laughs> amount of time spend working on YouTube videos. I could make, you know, probably a hundred times as much work at McDonald's. <laughs> exactly you know? yeah yeah it's like yeah it just it doesn't pay good until you're like at the very very tip top you know <laughs> and that's like not even at the tip top of blading you know that's like the tip top of youtube <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah no i think uh you know i mean ricardo does it right because you know he does the merch and he does the shop and everything like yeah. that and then Spoon i know you're, you're making some blader news gear yeah, uh, yeah. how's that do people order it how's that yeah doing? it's been good so i have my like uh I had uh have my like merch clothing store I have called Lace, Lace NZ. And uh that's kind of like a that that whole company uh was like a it was a dream I had in high school to like start like a skate company, kind of skate shop that I did with me and my cousin. I remember we just used to brainstorm this idea for like this brand that would make everything rollerblading. And uh then I made my YouTube channel and uh I think this is right when I hit 1,000 subs. I wanted to do something for it. And I was like, launch a merch company right and then from there yeah i made laced in z or lace which turned into laced in z and i started it as like a print on demand you know typical merch shop that like everyone has like you know like teespring things that people use and uh i didn't I, every year i kind of like i'm like yep this is how i like it and then by the end of the year i don't like it so i changed it and so i've taken it from a uh, print on demand thing to now i actually physically stock stuff here at my house and ship them out myself from New Zealand to people in the States, which is a big ask because it's shipping costs are a bit crazy. Um, yeah, it does, it does well. It helps me out a lot and it's a lot of fun. Once again, like it's, if I really put it down to how much time I put in and how much money it earns me, it's definitely not worth it. It'd be in the negatives for sure. But um, it's the stuff people buy, it, which I really appreciate. Shout out to everyone who's bought some. And uh, yeah, I really enjoy doing it. And speaking of, I have, I've been, I've got a new, clothing item that i'm so hyped on right now that i've been uh working on just before 
we came on here. I've been doing all the like pitches for it and stuff. And uh, I've just got to make an edit for it with the, my mate, hopefully this week sometime, probably edit. And uh, I think everyone's going to really like it. So. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no well, I'll make sure to put a link to your clothing store so people can check it out for lace. Cheers. And you make laces for laced. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, that's funny. That's another thing. I, I, when I first, the first product I brought out, I remember one of the comments someone said was like, how do you not have laced laces? It kind of is like a joke. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good idea. And uh, so I set out to try to do that last year. And uh, the big focus I wanted to have with laced is, uh, or well, I'm leaning towards now is trying to make it more kind of like, uh, I want to know that everyone involved is in making it is like getting treated fairly and stuff, you know? And I want to also try to lessen the like impact on the environment because everyone knows, you know, clothing is terrible for the planet no matter what you do, like just a baseline getting like a t-shirt is so bad. Um, so I tried to listen that. And uh, so I tried to make some laces locally here in New Zealand. And, and uh, I got these ones. I actually got them. I think I made these lace laces. Let me see. Probably not. <laughs> and uh, they weren't very good. They are, I, I, they're like shoelaces, you know, so they're not very strong. They're like very like thin and bad, but I had already ordered a bunch of them. I was like, oh man, what do I do? So I ended up, um, I ended up manufacturing some in China instead. And uh, this is the latest ones now that you can actually get in America because shout out to Oak City Skate Shop, they stock them. Um, massive improvement, man. I got much better laces now. There, I've got some unbranded ones here, but yeah, it's got, started as a joke. But now it's my most successful product for sure. The lace laces. They, um, yeah, I think the good thing about that is because um, the big wall I have for selling like merch uh, that isn't like a print on demand kind of setup is shipping it to like the people who watch my stuff. Because most of the people who watch my stuff are in America and I'm all the way in New Zealand. So, you know, whenever you buy anything, you're going to spend like at least, you know, like $15 on shipping alone <laughs> at least. So um, a big benefit to me would be to getting the stuff into skate shops, but uh, it's very, very hard to get skate shops to stock clothing, you know, because the margins aren't good and uh, shipping is expensive. Uh, but the good thing about the laces is they are small, you know, you can ship them for not too much. You can ship a lot of them for not too much a long distance and uh, they have a better profit margin. So thanks to them, they can, I can actually get them into skate shops. And that's why that's been definitely my most successful product so far as merch for my channel, you know? Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Who would have expected laces being a successful product? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, yeah. So what else do you have? <laughs> T-shirts? What else do you have? Uh, yeah, so it's mostly just clothing items. Like right now, I do like a limited run, so I just try to sell out. I have a few shirts left now. But um, yeah, it does change a lot. So it's all clothing items right now. Clothing items, stickers, <laughs> laces, that's it. If you could release any item, what would it be? Ooh, that was, that's a really good question. I always wonder about this because people say like, like when I was in high school thinking up lace, I did design skates and stuff. But now uh, growing up, I don't think I want to be like a, a, a I don't want to make skates. I don't, I'd rather... You know, if I had like a skate, I'd rather it be like a collaboration with someone. So it wouldn't be like a skate. And the same with a wheel. People say like, all I've had so many people tell you to make a wheel, you know, probably because Wiz had this sick twib wheel. 
shout out to that. That was sick. <laughs> but uh, that's another thing. I don't. I wouldn't want to make wheels just because there's already so many good wheels out there, and I feel like it's such a saturated market that like you know I wouldn't be able to make it better. <laughs> you know, if anything, if I made a wheel, it'd be bad. So if I did a wheel, I'd like that to be a collab as well. Um, so if I could make any product, it'd just be something. Um, I'm, this is what I'm gonna actually trying to do is I want to make just some kind of clothing item completely locally here in New Zealand, completely like handmade by someone here. Something where I know like a hundred percent of the people involved were paid fairly and treated well. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can actually do that by the end of the year. But that's probably it. That's probably the worst answer to that. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has there been any other rollerblading brands out of New Zealand in the past? Uh, we had a wheel company for a bit run by uh, the dude who taught me every trick I know, Scott Brendel. He had a, we, that's all we had. Because for the longest time, it's it's actually, it's very hard to be a rollerblader in New Zealand because we've had no skate shops, you know. I haven't had skates stocked in New Zealand. Like my whole skating career, that's what, like uh, 13 years plus probably at least. Um, so, and even getting wheels, we used to have to get wheels from aggressive mall and you'd be spending like $80 on shipping for <laughs> like one set of wheels. So uh, yeah, he started, that was probably the only company I know from New Zealand. It was a, a wheel company called uh, Square Wheels and that like kept us all going. It's not around now. Um, but now there is, uh, we do have a skate shop now, which opened up last year, which has been life-changing. It's a Shred City Skates. It's a, I'm an ambassador for them. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so it's just me and him pretty much <laughs> making that a, like a rollerblading business in New Zealand. So <laughs> yeah. And what products does the shop carry? Uh, he's got, just got, a, he gets everything he possibly can for like aggressive rollerblading. So he's, like he, he obviously can't do much, like uh, can't order a shit ton of skates. He's got like low stock, but you know, he's got aggressive skates. He's got protective gear. He's got some clothing as well. He's got wheels, kind of everything that's gonna, everything you'd need to blade. So if you're like in New Zealand and you don't know where to get skates, go there. <laughs> and what about rec skates? Is there any stores that sell like rec skates in New Zealand? Uh, not really. There's a, like, if you go to like a normal skate shop, you'll probably find some like a brands that I've probably never heard of skates, you know, which is not a good sign, but then you can't even get like, like power slide skates. You can't find them anywhere. You can't find even rollerblade brand most of the time. You can get impalas. That's probably the one pair of skates you can get in New Zealand. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Shred City is starting to stock some more free skate stuff because people have been asking for it, but I think it's still early days. But yeah, you can't get like any decent rec skates really in New Zealand. Do you see skaters in the wild, like rec skaters or big wheel skaters ever? Uh, yeah, see them around. Yep, we see a few around, like especially it's definitely picked up recently. Um, like, yeah, people definitely still do it somehow. <laughs> probably not on good skates. Um, I haven't looked too closely. So you probably can get like K2s and stuff as well. So that's not bad at skate shops. But yeah, they're around. And people like hire roll blades out and skate around the waterfront and stuff, I see. So it's, it's around and like aggressive skaters. Like I do run into aggressive skaters sometimes, but it's very rare. <laughs> How big is your scene that you hang out with? Um, this is, it's, this is, this is weird for me to even explain. Cause it's, I feel like it's so different, but the people, the most people I ever regularly skate with is like one other person. That's uh, and that's like, 
my whole region <laughs> the players you know so um, whenever we have like a comp in new zealand we that's when we have like a like a crew of like maybe 50 people or so and that's like the only time you'd have a, like an actual decent group of players and uh my whole skating career i've always been skating with like one or two other people and that's how big the scene usually is around me and yeah mostly skating by myself but I, i'm definitely i I, it could be just me thinking that. I feel like I'm not super in touch. Like, uh, I'm probably the worst person to hit up to go skate. I don't know why, but yeah. What city do you live in? Uh, Wellington, New Zealand. So it's the capital of New Zealand. And what city has the biggest skate scene there? Uh, Auckland, for sure. They're like, they're probably the only one that has like a decent sized scene. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's like at least, they're probably going to hear this and be like, yeah, right. <laughs> so, Probably like a good 20 of them up there, I think, like a crew that skate regularly. They're and how far is that from you? Uh, it's like a, wow, off the top of my head, it's quite, it's probably like an eight, seven, eight hour drive, or like an hour flight. So it's doable, but I've never gone to skate there though, which is not good. <laughs> it's like by far the biggest city in the country. It's like, you should, you come to you New should do an episode on the channel yeah. about skating in Auckland. There's some real, like the parks here are way better, the streets spots are insane it would be really cool yeah but um yeah if you come to new zealand like auckland is like probably the only city that's like what you would what the what an american would think is a city you know or what uh, anywhere else in the world would think is a city if we're asked in new zealand like our cities are very small like the one i live in here how many very, people live like, in your very city small oh i don't know off the top of my head eh? it's probably i think this might it could be completely wrong but it's like five hundred thousand people something like that you know <laughs> i don't think that's right it might be less than that but yeah <laughs> And then like Auckland probably has like 2 million plus, I think. So, have you done any traveling for skating? Like outside of New uh, Not really. I did. I've gone to the States once, not really for skating. I went there because uh, my partner, my girlfriend, she's from America. She's from Maine. So we went there to visit her parents and I met her parents and stuff. I brought my skates and, and I did some skating over in Maine and stuff like that but I haven't really done like a trip to go skate overseas. We're actually, we're planning to do one um, right as COVID happened. There was a, a trip to, I think it might've been to the States. We're going to go to the Blading Cup, like a group of us New Zealand boys. But then, yeah, COVID happened. So <laughs> that's been on hold forever, you know? <laughs> well, if you ever visit your girlfriend's family again, I live really close to Maine. Oh, yeah. And stupid. I know all the skaters in Maine. There's a really good scene there. I mean, not ah, a huge yeah. scene, but there's some good skaters there. So yeah. I go to Maine quite a bit. I'm like, like maybe two hours from Maine. Ah, oh, yeah, damn. Yeah, because I went for one session with some of the locals. I think I made yeah, one session. It was that, it might have been at, oh, where was it? I can't remember. Nah, I can't remember. It's gone. <laughs> but it was a really good session. Good park. There's a new park. I want to say it's Portsmouth. No. Portsmouth is in New Hampshire. There's Rye Airfield was there. Oh, I did go to Rye a lot. That's where I was skating probably mostly. That was yeah. That's where Portsmouth is. Uh, Rye Airfield. Rye Airfield's gone now. It's shut down. Oh, I did hear that. That's so sad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well. Yeah, it was a cool park. It's gonna be yeah. a uh, a climbing gym now in a trampoline park or something silly. Wow, that sucks. So damn. That was like by far the best park I was skating <laughs> when I was over there. <laughs> That's the closest park. To, it was the closest park to me in the States. I, I, live, ah, yeah. I live two hours from Montreal. So Montreal's got some really good skate parks, but the border's been closed for like two years. So, oh, it's true. Yeah. You know, I uh, haven't really been able to go over there. Ah. Now, 
for the scene in New Zealand, the skating scene, you know, the first, most skaters, the only thing they know about New Zealand is Brooke Howard Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings, and maybe like yeah. that Alive or something. Who's the best skater in New Zealand right now? Oh, uh, I would say this guy, Kyle Tangen, his nickname's Meat. Uh, I would say he's consistently skating the best right now. Um, he's like winning every single comp we've ever had. It's just ridiculous seeing him out there. He's like so good, man. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> he's a good dude. And who's the most legendary New Zealand skater of all time? Ooh, of all time. Ooh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I never knew Brookhard Smith was in rollerblading. He was like a, he's kind of like, I don't want to say a celebrity in New Zealand, but he was on TV. He did like some shows, like as I was growing up, like some like just normal television shows. Never knew he was a rollerblader. Never knew he invented the Royale, right? The Royale, like what the fuck? <laughs> That's so sick. Uh, so, uh, the most legendary, I mean, I'm going to say, oh, damn, off the top of my head, that's a hard one. I feel like I'm going to make some enemies. Most legendary, I'd probably say uh, for me, I'm going to say for me, probably not for everyone, uh, this dude, Jamie Nicholson. He was the, one of the dudes that really helped me out when I first got into blading. He was the only dude I knew in New Zealand that was sponsored. He was on the RIMS team for a bit. And uh, yeah, he was ridiculous. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, I want to, I've seen some skating from New Zealand, you know, over the years, and New Zealand's definitely a place I've always wanted to go to, mainly, you know, because landscapes are so cool. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah really, it's very unique. I've noticed that when I leave, when I come back, it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> it's different. <laughs> do you do a lot of uh, traveling around New Zealand to the countryside or? Uh, I've, not really. I, I did, we did do a trip around the whole country at one point. And I remember I was the only one, every single one of like things we did that was a New Zealander with the only one <laughs> at that time. So definitely not common to do that. But yeah, I don't really get to travel around much now. I pretty much just stay here. <laughs> yeah. And what's the skate parks like in your town? Do you have some skate parks? Uh, yeah, we got a, we're getting a few new ones, some upgrades recently, but the one in the city I'm in, uh, I, I can't really stand it. I hate it. I complain about it a lot. It doesn't look bad when you see it, but there's something so bad about the vibe there. I don't like it. Uh, they did though. They added the most perfect flat rail ever. It's so good, man. I've been skating it so much. They like, so it used to be like a wall for graffiti. They chopped it down and just put the circle rail that's about knee height. And it's like, it's like a really good length. It's like, oh man, how many meters? I don't know. I can't. <laughs> it's long <laughs> it's perfect for like it's so good for letting rail so that makes that skate park probably one of the best just from that the rest of the skate park you can forget about but that rail is really good but um yeah we have some there's a few like they've just kind of gone around upgrading of the parks so it's definitely gone a lot better recently and there's some pretty good parks around now um and that's one thing i noticed when i was in the states is that i take for granted here is that since new zealand's so small the next like towns and cities really aren't that far away so you have a lot more like skate parks, even if they suck, there's a lot more kind of closer together. But it's probably just where I was in Maine. <laughs> Do you have any indoor parks? Uh, we have one that I've never been to in Auckland. Uh, <laughs> um, we need indoor parks. Oh, we don't really need indoor parks, but it would be nice to have some indoor parks. But no, there's no... I've only heard bad things about the one in Auckland. And that's the only one we have. <laughs> so... <laughs> So things in New Zealand are a bit opposite 
from here. So right now it's about 8 p.m. on Monday, and there it's 2 p.m. on Tuesday. <laughs> yep, right? coming to you from the future, yep. <laughs> so, you know, I'm talking to you tomorrow, and you're talking to me <laughs> yesterday, which is yes. crazy. Oh, man, it gets very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and we're having a very cold winter, and you're in the summer right now. Yeah, yeah. So we got, this is a good time to skate right now. Yeah. <laughs> and what's your weather like in the summertime? Does it get really hot or is it, is it mild? Uh, the New Zealand weather overall is very mild. Like if you put it on like a global scale, it never really gets hot and it never really gets cold. But when you live here, it, it does feel like it gets really hot and really cold, you know? <laughs> so like, uh, like uh, the, the hottest it'll probably ever get here, like ever is like, they're going to be Celsius. I'm sorry to the Americans, it'll be gets to like 30 degrees celsius and uh like it never snows so in the winter the worst thing about the winter is it rains that's the only thing we have to worry about yeah and it's kind of nice because it's a good it's cool if you get a dry day in the winter it's so good for skating i think <laughs> it doesn't get too cold i know new zealand has some famous uh ski mountains how far is the ski areas from where you live uh i don't know too much about them i think there's one it's probably a good like a three-hour drive probably from where I am. But yeah, I haven't done like, I never skied. I've done snowboarding once and I hated it. <laughs> and I feel like I should have done skiing. You know? Yeah, well, if know. you get a chance, yeah. you know, or if you visit your girlfriend's family in the wintertime, Maine has really good ski areas. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, because uh, uh, my girlfriend's from uh, York, Maine, which is like on the coast. So. Okay, that's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. area. yeah. Did you uh, have some lobster when you were, when you were in Maine? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's the first time I, and only time I had lobster because I, uh, I was I'm vegetarian now, and uh, I was like turning to vegetarian then. And I was like, I, I was visiting. I was like, I have to try lobster. You know, <laughs> it was probably the last meat I ate actually. <laughs> um, do you do anything like outside of skating and doing your Blader News, your Twitch stream? You're in school. Uh, I'm going back to school this year. Yeah, I'm going I'm doing a diploma in creative marketing this year. So uh, yeah, it hasn't started yet. I'm pretty excited for that. It seems very aligned with stuff I'm interested in. Like uh, it even, it's like got content creation and like design and you know filmmaking stuff like that. A bunch of stuff that I'm really interested in. But yeah, but yeah, before that, before that, I was just like working jobs that you know I'm not don't care about at all kind of thing. You know. <laughs> And how long is the school program supposed to last for? Uh, it's only a year long. So okay, that's not too right. bad. Yeah. yeah, it can lead to like a like a, a bachelor, but yeah, I don't have to do that. We'll see. <laughs> well, then outside of working and skating and, and YouTubing, do you have any other interests or hobbies? Um, not really, yeah. It's probably skating is the main thing I do, for sure. Cool, well... We all love skating here, so that's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to get a little bit on your backstory. First of all, how, how old are you? I'm 26. 26, and then you've been skating for how long? Uh, uh, 13 years. Like, I've probably been rolling longer than that. Like, I've been on, I started like seriously aggressive skating in 2009 when I started high school. I remember that for sure. That's when I really took it seriously from there. And how did you get into aggressive skating? Um, I think this, we had like a, so I was in, I think what got me, what I, how I even found out about it was, uh, we had a, a wheels day at my uh, primary school 
which uh, it's like when you can bring something with wheels to like use during like lunchtime, you know? And uh, I met this other young rollerblader too. And he was doing like jumping the stairs and stuff. And he invited me out to go like skate the street after, after school. And we had a little half fight locally. And I, I didn't even know it was called aggressive skating, but I was doing it then. And then um, I think he showed me like videos of vert skaters. And that's what got me hooked from there. Vert skating, vert skating. And uh, I remember the section we used to always watch. It was uh, the, on YouTube, uh, Alex Brosco's KFC, one of the KFC sections. Yeah, we used to watch it all the time. So I was like, uh, that's what really got me into it. And I didn't even know it was called aggressive skating. I didn't even know they were called aggressive skates. Like uh, there's no skate shops, so I had no way to get, to get skates. Like, yeah, it was, I don't know. I was very lucky that I found out about it. And even from there, we went to like the skate park and I remember seeing the older dudes all like skating the like ledge there. And I was like, damn, that's so cool. They're like doing all like the grinds. It looks so like smooth. And I was like completely hooked from then on, you know? <laughs> what were your, do you remember what your first skates were? Um, so I had my first ever like pair of skates that wasn't aggressive. It was just like a random pair of like you know kind of generic ones everyone has like shitty like i got it from a secondhand store i had like straps you know i didn't have any and look they look terrible the worst ones you could possibly ever get my first pair of like aggressive skates i don't know what they were called but um they were some rbs they were like this horrible green color they had like a <laughs> they had like a, a brown leather line it i remember if i switched up i tried to find it uh, the other day and I couldn't find it but when I was searching like RB skates on Google it was like the first example but I think it's gone now but they were yeah I, I don't know what the name was because I got them second hand on trade me which is like our eBay um <laughs> and they, yeah they were my first ones and then my first ones I bought brand new was a Razor Genesis 8 that I got from Aggressive Mall and I got a size US 13 because I was worried I'd grow out of them <laughs> So I had these massive, like massive white skates that was way too big for me. <laughs> and I was, I remember when I got those skates, I was so hyped. And we just like, look at them like, wow, I have like an actual skate. Cause uh, when I had the RBs, obviously that was so out of date when I got them. Cause that would have been like 2009, something like that. <laughs> it's like, wow. What's like no uh, So now I skated a uh, US 10 and a half. So that's crazy. You bought a 13 when you were like still young and if I had a yeah. smaller than a 10 I wish I had like, wish I had pictures of something because I bet you they looked ridiculous. <laughs> that's amazing. What's, uh, you said you watched like vert videos and stuff. Have you ever tried skating vert? Uh, so I, in the little, my little hometown that I started skating in, uh, there was like a, a vert ramp there. It was, it's not really a vert ramp. That was probably like maybe six foot, but it was vert. <laughs> so it wasn't very good uh so I, I my origin of like skating was skating half pipe um but yeah i was always i always really wanted to get into vert but i really struggled with it it's so scary i recently started skating vert more now because he's uh there's this young dude uh malachi shout out to him he's so cool uh he's he's like the best vert skater we have in the country he's so good um, and he's been, he's real introvert. And I just went skating with him and he's been like teaching me things. It's so sick. And yeah, so now I've kind of like found that old memory of like how fun it is to skate ramp. And I'm trying to get more introvert, but I'm telling you, it's like, it's, it's so hard, man. I like just earing out the vert. I cannot work it out. No matter what I do, I like, I, I'm too scared to like commit to pumping through it. Cause I know I'm going to jump. 
because on every other like quarter in the world you gotta jump you know <laughs> it's not good vert ramps are scary and, yeah and like yeah the young dude he's like i think he's 12 he can boost that vert so high man he's like wow dude makes it look so easy <laughs> it's good to hear there's some vert skaters in new zealand yeah i know there's uh, definitely there's not many <laughs> yeah. i mean i can't think of any around me but one problem here is most of the skate parks got rid of vert ramps yeah, that's the uh, there, thing here too. Yeah, yeah. There's one here in Vermont. I just realized there's a there's a ski mountain that has a skate park and they have a vert ramp at it. So Ooh, I'm gonna okay. go check that out. Damn. But, you know, I haven't gotten a vert ramp in 20 years, <laughs> something like yeah, that. Yeah. A long time ago. But it's a shame that vert's not so popular now because it is. It's a very unique side of blading. You know, there's like a whole lot of skills to it that are very different. You know, like or like even park skating. It's very different. You know. And it's definitely, I think a lot of people don't do it because no one's making vert ramps anymore anywhere. And like, even uh, the young dude, Malachi tells me there's no videos on YouTube for him to watch. You know, I mean, there's no tutorials and stuff like that. There's a massive hole for like learning about vert skating. So if there's any vert skaters listening, they should make some. <laughs> well, the closest skate scene to you is Australia. And Australia has a rich tradition of vert skating. I'm sure there's still some guys ripping it up. Oh, yeah. Over okay. there. Um, is there any connection with the Australian and, and New Zealand skate scenes? Like, do they have any influence on you guys at all? Do people uh, from New Zealand and Australia go back and forth and skate with each other at all? Uh, yes, we're kind of like, we're starting to kind of like connect to, uh, get together again now. Like, uh, Australia started including us in their, uh, their like online comp, the edit comp they've been doing there. It was the, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, they added this to it, which was super nice. So they're Australia's kind of like the big brother of New Zealand. You know, they're looking after us, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, it's like there's not they're not super connected, you know. I do think though that like uh, if a rollerblader is going to get anywhere from New Zealand, they need to go to Australia. That's what seems to be the thing, you know. If you're going to get like sponsored or something, usually the person leaves New Zealand and goes to Australia and gets picked up. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Have you been to Australia? Uh, I've been once, but I didn't bring my skates and I was so gutted. I went to Melbourne and there's so many spots in Melbourne, man. It looks so fun. <laughs> but yeah, I couldn't you, bring my you, skates. Uh, you're doing it wrong. No one, tra you don't travel without skates. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fired from later. News, yeah, dude. <laughs> don't tell them that. Yeah. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Australia is uh Australia seems like it's always had really good skate scenes in all their cities. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then a little bit more on your past. Um, growing up, who was your favorite skater to watch? And what skater had the most influence on you? Uh, so when I first got into skating, it was definitely Alex Brosco, like old school Alex Brosco. <laughs> um, but the person who probably, there's been a, quite a few people who had an influence on my skating. I feel like it changes a lot. Um, but for the longest time, it was Brian Aragon, of course. That's why I was always skating Razor SLs, you know, trying to get all the spin to win tricks. That's like still my go-to, and it's all because of Aragon. <laughs> um, but then, um, like, uh, kind of changed recently, you know, I've gone, I've, I've wanted to be more of like, I've gone to skating flat and stuff, and that's came from like a bunch of different people, I think. Um, man, I can't think of the top of my head, though. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably mostly them. But I still, Alex Brosco, still Alex Brosco, still has to be one of my favorite 
skaters for sure of all time and probably always will be. <laughs> Doesn't matter what he does. <laughs> oh, he's a great skater. Yeah. There's a lot of younger kids coming up these days. Who are some of your favorite kids to watch skate? Ooh. Um, so there's, uh, there's some this uh regular dude to my stream who i absolutely love there's a few of them <laughs> this uh, they always come and share the clips um there's a guy who goes by rosie's boy on instagram he's so good dude he's like he has so much style for like and so much like he's so good at like skating in general already it's really good to see there's a lots of dudes from like europe as well because like, uh another young dude called liam who um wow man he's so good like uh he i gave him the outro for the last episode of blade of news like it's just he's on a whole nother level man like he's one of those dudes that i'm calling he's gonna be a pro you know he's <laughs> so good um wish i could remember his last name but <laughs> um, but yeah um but also like if we're gonna go real young there's a uh, ceo she's ridiculously good for her age as well definitely like i could watch her stuff and be like wow why can't i do like <laughs> why can't i do any tricks she's like hasn't been alive as long as i've been skating <laughs> and she's so good and then there's there's, you know, plenty of people killing it, you know, lots of this uh, strong young generation in blading right now, I think, which is really good to see because it was quite a big gap. Like when I was growing up skating, I was the youngest person. I think there's one other dude younger than me. He was a, he's a two years younger than me in our scene, like ever. And there was just no one after us. I think there was going to be no one <laughs> like the end. We had no one to teach uh, except for maybe the older dude's kids if they got into blading. And that was a really scary thing. I remember thinking about, a lot when i was growing up skating so it's good to see some a new generation you know <laughs> oh it's amazing i have so many little tiny kids and they're really good i mean even you yeah. at 26 could still be considered young in the sport today yeah so yeah i get that a lot yeah <laughs> if i ever complain about like an injury or something people are like you're only 26 man <laughs> it's only gonna get worse <laughs> and you've had an injury right you had i mean you made a video about 2021 kind of sucking i know you had a foot problem and some other yes. issues what was what happened in 2021 uh that kind of sucked and then uh, so, what, and then what was good that happened in 2021 for you yeah <laughs> that's yeah that's a good one. um so i still have this injury it's just the this thing's been ruining my life man so uh so i entered the efees competition uh in 2020 right 2020 and it was uh the street edit competition i got to the finals and I filmed, I was filming an edit for the finals. So I just did a 540 down this, like, uh, it's, I can't remember the top of my head, but it's maybe like a 12 set. It's like pretty standard. Nothing. It's not like it's a Chris Haffey gap, you know, it's like very standard. Uh, and I, I spent a day jumping that. It took me a few attempts. And ever since that day, my feet have been completely destroyed. Like, uh, it's, uh, I've, I've been told it's called plantar fasciitis, but I'm starting to have doubts of this because, uh, that was uh, a year and three or so months ago that happened. And it's the same as it was that day. It's uh, the way my feet are now is it's like, um, there's like a pain in my heel. If I stand on hard, or if I if I do anything on my feet for the day, if, no matter what, and like if I go skating now, I cannot do any high impact. It has to be like, you know, skating the vert or like skating like a low ledge. I can't even like consider doing any kind of drops, can't consider doing any handrails. And uh, yeah, it's been very frustrating. But, and that's, and, and it hasn't just affected my skating, you know, like it'd be one thing if it's, I like just have to take a break from skating to heal.
but um, it affects my whole life because I can't like uh, I can't stand for long. So like say I've, I'm cooking dinner, it's hard for me to cook dinner. It starts to hurt. Want to do dishes? I can't do dishes. I can't like go like walk to pick something up. I can't go grocery shopping. You know, and like and also I um I miss out on heaps of like events as well. Like uh, um. Like we like to, me and my girlfriend to go on hikes and stuff. I kind of can't even think about doing hikes right now. Um, yeah, so it's, that's that's the probably the worst. Everything stems from this injury. The worst part of why twenty twenty one sucked for me. But um, and yeah, the I stopped skating for like I took a good like six month break from skating last year in the hopes to heal. Um, and it didn't make a difference at all. And I found that now I'm back to kind of skating almost as much as I want. Because it, it does, it doesn't seem to make the injury worse. It just kind of, you know, keeps it the same. But, you know, <laughs> we'll see. I am going to see doctors and stuff before someone says that. I am, I'm seeing a podiatrist and stuff. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, uh, the good thing that happened, though, obviously, was uh, my channel did exceptionally well last year. I did. It, like, we've reached a whole lot of peaks, which was cool, you know. Um, I had, uh, we had a few, like, I had uh real channel sponsors on youtube which is crazy like i had squarespace sponsor some episodes of bladed news you know like a mainstream sponsor which was really cool um and then we had obviously i got voted the voice of blade which is like insanely cool like that's a title that's so cool to have you know even if i you know even if it who knows what it means you know it's still I, I, it's so cool that that's the title i won you know i feel like Maybe in another life, like it could win like a, a the title, like a news role by news show of the year. But it's not the same as getting, you know, Blade Voice of the Year. I got very lucky, I think. You've been seeing a doctor for your foot. Yeah. And have you have they done any like cortisone shots or anything like that? Nah, nah. They pretty much. Uh, so straight away, I got an X-ray. They couldn't see anything wrong. And from there, I've just they just been. It did kind of seem like it was coming right the last time I went. But she pretty much just like sold me like insoles and told me like to do stretches and you know take it easy for a bit. But um, and it, yeah, it did seem like it's coming right. So the only change I've seen the injury is that like, at its worst, like uh, if I went for a skate or something, I'd be, I'd be, I wouldn't be able to do anything for like a week. But now, like if it flares up, then usually it's kind of back to manageable by the next day. So it's like at a manageable point now, so I can like go skate and then as long as I roll out, then like. Then the next day I should be able to still do stuff. But yeah, so I, like last time I went, I sit down. I was like, yeah, it seems to be, it's manageable now, but it doesn't seem to be healing. That's the scariest thing. It's, it's like, doesn't seem to be coming right. And I, it's so sad to like look back. I, like, I can't remember what it's like to be able to just stand, <laughs> just stand or skate and not have to like worry about it. Cause like when you're skating and you got like, a, my, and my, I'm thinking about my feet hurting, you know, it like changes the way you skate, you know, you're thinking about, you know, every time you jump off a trick, you know, you're trying to, you're not like, you're trying to cushion, you know, it's not the same as like, you can't just go out and like, you know, when you like stomp a trick, you know, you can't do that. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully it, you know, works itself out and gets yeah. better, you know, over time. Hopefully, um, yeah. <laughs> some of those injuries just take a long time to heal. Yeah. Especially ones like feet and stuff. But it's, yeah. that's the worst part. Like if I broke a bone or something, it would have came right by now. Mm. <laughs> it sucks. No, for well, sure. I had a shoulder. It was like I heard it. It was took about two years before it healed. Ooh. So, oh, okay. I'll be you know, <laughs> still, it can still come back, and you'll be yeah. back on your feet. 
Again. Can't wait. <laughs> Have you tried any big wheel blading? Uh, yes, I've done a, a little bit of big wheel. I do really like it too. I'm always surprised by how much fun it is just to roll around, you know, because like uh, um, uh, Lino sent me some micro skates back years ago and I, that was probably the first time I had some like actual rig skates. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed that. It's so fun. Even like, it's like, because I've like the only kind of big wheel stuff I've done is kind of like an urban kind of thing. And I really like the mindset. It's so different to aggressive, but like similar. It's like aggressive, but like on chill mode, if that makes sense. That's probably going to come across wrong. But I mean, like for aggressive, when you try to learn a trick, right, you're going to go to like a spot and you're going to like work hard to land this one trick. But then for urban, for the way I see it anyways, you just kind of cruise around and take things as they come, you know, like, you know. So if you want like sit back and try one trick, you just Go through it, see what happens, you know, <laughs> keep going. Uh, I, like I think, uh, you know, with big wheels, it's kind of this playful flow, you know? Yeah. You just, just play fun. with things very as you pass it. Yeah, yeah. You know? I suppose if you probably go to, like, some of, like, someone making, like, a video for it, they probably do actually put time into landing, like, a big gap or something. <laughs> so, yeah, for know. sure. But, you know, there's, yeah. so many, there's so many different types of skating yeah. now. It's, like, there's so much, you, I mean, you know, look at wizard skating and, yeah, you know, you said flatland skating. Yeah, um, have you tried any of that? Have you ever tried a wizard frame or a wizard no, style frame? I'd love to try it, eh? but I've never tried it. It looks, I've, I know that's one of those things that where if, when I try it, it's not going to look right when I do it, you know, <laughs> like it's going to take a lot to make that look all the like movements look like they're done on purpose, you know, <laughs> which is why it's so cool to see. Like when you see people do it, it's very impressive. And I remember when I was growing up too, the one thing that a lot of the uh, other Cause I used to ride a lot with other people like not rollerbladers, like skateboarders, scooters, BMXs. And the one thing that I would say, they'd go to like a flatland spot and I'd always be like, there's nothing I can do for flatland tricks. But now like look at wizard skating, you know, there's, there's plenty of flatland tricks we can do, you know, there's like slides, there's like turns, there's heaps of stuff, stuff that I never even considered. Were you ever following Kazu from Japan? No nah. Japanese skater. He's the guy who started rollerblading, rollerblading Facebook page. He traveled, oh, yeah. he traveled around the U.S. twice. He's an older guy. He's in his fifties now. He skates every day. He's been skating every day for like ten years. And oh, wow, okay. He does all sorts of flatland stuff, but on like you know aggressive skates. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, he's like follow if you follow him on Instagram. I'll send you a link to his like, yeah, Instagram please. or Facebook <laughs> if he's still on social media, but. Yeah, he does really cool skating stuff. Oh, okay, um, that's cool. What skates are you riding right now? Uh, I'll grab them. Let's see. <laughs> I'm, I'm skating the uh, the blanks still. I got the blank rollerblade blanks with the uh, prime frames, with the uh, Justin Thursday uh, T60Rs. Yeah, and I really, really like them. They're good. <laughs> cool. I know Rollblade sent you those skates to review, yeah, right? That was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think that was kind of just luck. I don't think they planned to send them to me. I think what happened is like, uh, so I had someone gave me a mega leak on these skates. They sent me like all the pictures showing that it's a Sean King Pro Skate before they'd even like slightly announced it. And then so I made a video on it. And then they, um, uh, Tom from uh bro they reached out and was like told me all the shit i got wrong i was like we want to send you some so i was like okay (laughs) but yeah um that wasn't too good because um they sent me those skates 
and uh, I wasn't meant to talk about these them until uh, they had the date that they're meant to come out. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but uh, they never, he never told me that. He never told me that. And I, uh, I did a stream unboxing them, showing them off, talking everything about them, and then edited that down and posted a video about it on my second channel. Um, <laughs> and then I wake up to a message from being like, uh, wish uh, from Tom saying like he wished I didn't like follow the agreement and didn't post them early. And I was like, dude, he never told me. I would never, never freaking cross a brand like that, especially a rolling brand. So it was really bad. But anyway, um, I, he just told me like to take the video down if I could. And I did. And then uh, hopefully we're good now. I hope I haven't burnt any bridges. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a interesting story, but I do really like the skate. So like, uh, the, I think they're, really good for my feet right now they're quite like big and open so i can fit the weird orthopedic insoles that the doctor's given me in there and uh they feel a lot like a what i remember that razor sl kind of feeling like um but like better <laughs> um and uh yeah they've just been treating me really good i like the skates a lot good <laughs> you know it's funny even if they gave you a date to release a skate you'd have done it the day before anyway yeah, because I that's what I was like. Yeah, like Blaze a day behind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, do I do my day? <laughs> the time zones are so hard, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's uh, what's the favorite skate you ever skated? It's really it's hard for me to choose now because of my feet. Like I can't skate the way I want to skate. But um, look wise, I I'm gonna say the M12s. I, just, I love the M12s, but uh. I can't say that confidently now because uh, um, I was skating the M12s and I did my injury to my feet. And obviously that's put a pretty negative, <laughs> a negative opinion on the skates. Uh, and a big part of me blames the skates for what happened because uh, I think there's a few things that caused it. Um, one, I think I was riding the skate, the skates were probably too small for me because uh, now when I try on my M12s that I have here, they feel very tight. Like it feels like my foot's really being like held and you know like it's just fits you know and if i put another skate on it you know there's like room to breathe um and i think my foot being squished like that when i jumped such a high impact where my feet needed to kind of like cushion i don't think that was good uh and also the fact that the skate has no shock absorption in it, it obviously didn't help me and uh this isn't rosie's fault but i was skating the uh symmetric um aluminum frames at the time which is a metal frame that has no shock absorption as well you know so um, it's hard for me to say that's my <laughs> favorite skate of all time with that knowledge now that it's, it didn't, it's probably the reason I can't skate how I want to skate right now. Um, but yeah, if we go off just looks and I've had to do a specific one, I think it had to be the, the Bobby Spares off M12 It's my favorite looking skate of all time, but my favorite like skate performance wise it's even harder. <laughs> um, I learned everything I know on the uh, uh, Razor SL, and I love those skates for years. I mean, I I'm almost tempted to try them again, but <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I don't really like what Razor's been doing recently. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, performance-wise, probably the SL. If I had to choose SL or Aeons. And is there any skates then, you've hated that you just didn't like skating? Uh, this is, this is going to be a, a hot take, but, uh, the skaters, I prob the skates, I didn't like skating the most, which is probably the, them 908s, the V1s. I skated those. I got them as soon as they came out and, uh, 
like uh, I just I don't like the soul play, you know, and and the the boot really fell apart. You can this is this was going to happen with like a first ever skate a, a brand brings out, but um yeah, with this probably the worst performing skate I've ever skated. Like a it put me off ever skating M12 uh, ever skating uh beams again, uh, mainly because of the soul plate. I found with the soul plate um. Uh, it would give me what I would call like a false lock. I always bring this up, but uh, uh, whenever I do like a, was doing like alley soul tricks or true soul tricks, anything backwards, I found the heel would slip out despite it feeling locked in. And I got smoked so many times on like rail on ledge. And, uh, and then when I went to the M12s after um, the M12s, they don't lock the same as a, uh, the M skate, like a them skate, you can feel it kind of lock in, you can hold the grind. But an M12s, you don't. You're kind of just kind of on the edge of like a ledge or something, you know. But I, they didn't give me like a false lock. And I think that was the big difference that made me like them more. But um, now that the them skates have a new soul plate, uh, I, it's like top priority. I want to go skate the 909. I really want to try them out again because, God damn it, I really want to like them skates. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> have you tried? You haven't worn a 909s before? Nah, I never tried them. Never tried them on or anything. Yeah. I haven't even really seen them, I don't think. I must have. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen them either, but that's only because I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And, it's been, and it's been COVID for two years, so I haven't really yeah. gone anywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, do you skate to music? Uh, yes, I do. I've, I'm noticing recently that uh, skating with music can make a big difference to how your session goes. Because I don't always skate with music. But like, uh, cause we had a competition last weekend. It was like a casual competition, like a skate meet pretty much. And uh, I noticed the difference. I noticed the people, all the people who placed all listening to music, all just in their own zone, listening to music, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I noticed even when, if I listen to music, that's like the motivation's different, you know? You're more likely to try something that scares you, you know? So yes. <laughs> what music do you listen to that gets you stoked on skating? um the stuff that works the best is just stuff straight taken from skate videos for sure like uh one i've been skating to a lot recently is just the song from uh basement um the one with the cones uh, <laughs> uh dance dance that just the soundtrack from that the man that makes me feel like i can do like a million switch-ups <laughs> and then uh there's some just like that's what i found works the best but i'm definitely i listen to like more like hip-hop kind of stuff but i kind of i don't have any genre these days pretty yeah <laughs> pretty so skate cash. skate video songs yeah good for you it's, yeah i think that's probably a lot of people have skate video song playlists of songs yeah. and videos and sections that they've seen and liked it I really makes that, a difference <laughs> well yeah for sure <laughs> i don't personally listen to music when i skate mainly just because I don't want to run into people or get run into not hearing. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I found it's also hard to like if you're not. Uh, I was if you're skating with people too, it kind of ruins ruins the vibe. You know, <laughs> if you're like ignoring people, you have to like take them out to talk to people. So like, if it's a solo session. I always have music, and like now I'm thinking every time like, there's a comp or something, I'll have music. <laughs> in your own zone, you know. Yeah. it's funny my friend frank stoner was in madrid spain one summer and he said when he came back like he would go to a skate park and every kid was listening <laughs> to headphones so no one ever talked to each other you know everyone's just wow. listening to music and like <laughs> yeah yeah that sucks like continue <laughs> there by yourself yeah <laughs> wow. 
I saw that you're doing uh you're learning some 3D graphics right now. Ah uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was doing that today actually. I was trying to finish some tutorials. Uh, that's just I'm just doing that um kind of because I what I wanted to do for the streams and for bladed news is I want to build like a virtual studio. And I was like, I was looking, I was like, I could probably pay someone to make me something or I could do it on Photoshop or something, but I, I made a really bad um <laughs> scene for like a blade new studio like a fake kind of scene that i have like a big new studio that i green screen myself into and it's just like it's too blurry it's not good so i was like you know what i'll just i'll learn how to 3d model because <laughs> i've just been trying to learn blender and uh done the online tutorials you know the free ones the one everyone's done where you make a donut and then you did to do something yourself so i made a wheel and that's why i posted and now i'm doing a chair and then hopefully yeah i'll build my plan is to build like a bunch of different kind of scenes to green screen into for streams. Like a, I want to just have like a nice room. I want to have like a skate park. I want to have a new studio. That's the big one. And if it's good enough, I'll use it for Blade of News. You know, I really want to. <laughs> That's the whole reason I did it. Yeah. <laughs> and what software are you using? Uh, Blender. Blender. Okay. Uh, you ever, do you follow any of the 3D graphics that Mike Johnson does? I've seen a few of them. Yeah. I've seen a couple. You know, he's worked he's for a lot of good, films. Right? Yeah, he's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> worked for a lot of films. And, but the thing yeah. about Mike is he learned everything. Initially, he learned everything just on YouTube tutorials. Wow. You know, wow. Okay. Like he wasn't schooled for it. Uh, you know, he just learned from watching tutorials and got really good. Damn. Yeah, because I've seen some his Instagram. Man, it's, I didn't realize it was 3D stuff. That's even more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So for the channel... Now that you're, you know, you have your injury, so you can't really do as many like skating videos right now, right? Yeah. And or review videos. Um, do you have any other like ideas for different types of videos outside of the Blader News that you might do in the future? Or have you? Like, have that's been the, that's been the biggest struggle, yes, because that's the the stuff I like doing the most. Obviously, is the skating part because obviously I like skating. You know, <laughs> that's the best part. Like I love, I still love making edits. And stuff and like just even just like capturing raw skating like a like a you know the how you you have the old clips of the of the old pros on your channel right i love i love to i'd love to make more content for that even if it's just me you know no i'm not a pro but you know i love the idea of pushing showing like more raw skating this that's what i really want to do so it's something that's kind of another reason why last year was kind of bad for me because i haven't been able to do that just because of my injury but um, yeah, outside of that, uh, I don't really have any solid plans. I still just gonna, I can still skate. So I'm still gonna try do stuff. I can still gonna, I can have like one session on skates to try them out. So I still plan to like try some skates out and still get edits done to promo lace stuff like I wanna do. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I've got nothing in stone that I'm gonna do for sure. Cause uh, you've got, I got school this year. So I'm kind of just gonna take it as it comes, you know, try, try some new formats and, so you just try things out yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah i mean you're probably gonna have uh quite a bit less time yes yeah. it's gonna be scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh I, so rollerblade sent you skates and you said um you said ricardo sent you some micro skates has any yeah. other brands sent you anything for blader news um so yeah lino was the first one to send me skates ever so shout out to him appreciate it um uh, Conjures was the first brand to ever send me wheels too. I've now somehow I've just got like enough wheels. I suppose I haven't really been able to skate, 
but I haven't had to buy wheels in years now, just thanks to people sending them, which is dope. Um, but yeah, uh, Impala sent me skates as well, which was cool. <laughs> the skates are sick. That was just for Blader News as well. Um, other than that, uh, having talking to Matthias too, he's looking to help me out now too, I think, which is cool. So I should be able to get anything, power slide, which is everything, you know, which would be good. Yeah, very lucky. <laughs> very lucky. If you're Get yourself spoiled. a nice uh, big wheel setup. Yeah, cruise around. That's the other thing that I found, like a, um, because I did think about just going doing some more big wheel stuff while I have this injury, but I found that hurts me just as much as aggressive, because even just standing on skates is too much. And like, I, and at that point, I might as well be doing aggressive because I enjoy it more. So <laughs> that's why. Yeah. So if I could do one or the other. Yeah, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna see you at uh, any events in the future, like Blading Cup. That's definitely on the like must must do list. But I have nothing in stone yet. Kind of a bit too broke to even. And also because of COVID, is still this travel is very much. Can't even think about doing it right now. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, no, definitely I gonna understand. make it out. Yeah, definitely plan to make it to. Blading Cup at some point and uh, Winter Clash for sure as well. And uh, I really, Woodward, is, or Woodward right, is on uh, on my uh, bucket list for sure. I have to go there one day, man. <laughs> um, yeah. I've, I've, I did want to go to this. What year is it? But they, is that still on? It's not Woodward it anymore, a, but they have it at, uh, yeah. they have one at Clark Kirkman's ramp and then they have one at Schmitty's ramp at camp. Okay. Damn. Okay. Which are both pretty cool, damn. you know ramp setups uh woodward's changed ownership now and uh, again yeah. so it's everything's changed a little bit i know they uh, still do the uh they've still been doing a week in there it's just not associated with yeah with yeah, um long and and cameron anymore yeah so but i definitely recommend you know if i was going to go anywhere i'd recommend winter clash yeah the biggest event yeah <laughs> um and it's you know cool city and there's events before and after yeah so you know Make there's it lots worth of the trip. yeah for sure um so yeah that's uh pretty much sums up most of the questions i have was there anything you wanted to mention talk about yourself or things in the future you're doing that we didn't cover uh no that pretty much summed it up that's everything i'm doing this coming year it's just i'm gonna be in school so i'm just you know i'm gonna still i love the channel i'm gonna keep working on it hard as much as i can and i'm really gonna try my goal for this year for it is to just like try new stuff out that's the big thing and really like uh we're gonna just try and make better videos you know <laughs> that's the plan you know i not not like abandoning it i'm still gonna really focus on it hard but yeah i'm gonna have less time so we'll see <laughs> well i look forward to seeing what you come up with and there's a lot of seems like there's a new YouTube channel every day. Yeah. Like Lots when I go of online. Competition, so it's cool yeah. to see it, you know. Yeah. A lot of people are doing different things. You know, there's a lot of just skating. You know, a lot of people just skating at skate parks. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's cool. It's uh, you know, good skating out there. So it's a good thing. Um, I think if everybody just kind of supports each other, they can all grow at the same time for the most part. Yeah. It's cool. You know, yeah, I so, do think uh having a, a bit of an identity crisis but with my channel where i'm like don't know what exactly i want to dial in on because i kind of from the start i tried to really do everything you know and i've and like 
in the years of doing that, I've seen there's a bit of a downside to that where when you're trying to do everything, you kind of don't do anything like really well. You kind of just do everything all right, you know? So still stuff to learn, you know? <laughs> we'll see. It's definitely, as as uh, like skate. you know, it's all a lot of work. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's like, you know, I'm trying to figure out different shows to do too because I like, yeah. I have so much content you know, not just video, just like archives of skating yeah. stuff, you know, and I know a lot of people and yeah. I have a lot of news footage and it's just like, but getting it all together, it's like, I need a team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even with a team, it'd be so much work, you know, there's so much work that goes into it that a lot of people don't think about it. <laughs> so much hours, so much time. <laughs> so my last question for you is what do you love the most about rollerblading and what's kept you in this sport for over half of your life uh it's got to be just the it's a one of the best escapes from the real world you know so it's the one thing that's kind of always there no matter what you know and it's like whenever whenever i'm not feeling good or something it always helps me out you know it's the first thing i want to do and every time it helps and i've just always enjoyed it it's always been fun and it keeps me coming back because it's fun you know it's just nothing's the same nothing matches that same vibe of like just going out by yourself, overcoming things, you know, yourself day by day and just having fun, you know, like surprising yourself with what you can do. It's very unique, I think, at least as far as I can tell. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I love it. Rollerblading is the best thing there is. Yes, definitely. In my sure. opinion. Yes, <laughs> not biased at all. But <laughs> so it was really good chatting with you, uh, meeting you, talking for the first time. Like I said, I look right forward to following everything you do this year i hope your foot gets better Cheers. and uh yeah so anyway thank you for coming on the show i appreciate it thanks for having me i'm absolutely honored that this is really good really good talk really and happy I, to be here yeah <laughs> awesome and i'll be uh, posting links to your um, you, your youtube channel and your social media i'm sure most of people have seen your channel but if you haven't there'll be a link to your channel in the description below appreciate it yo check it out <laughs> Awesome. Right. Thank you. Take care. I'll talk to you in the yes. future. You too. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching episode 13 of the Then and Now Blading podcast. I hope you were able to find out more about Brandon and his show and his history in our sport. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure and hit the like button. Subscribe to this channel if you haven't already. And hit the bell icon to be notified of all new uploads. Leave any comments you may have in the comments area. And if you want to follow me on social media, I have links to my Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram in the description below, as well as a link to my Patreon page, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support this channel and have exclusive access to videos, photos, and audio from my collection that's not going to be available on this YouTube channel. You also get ad-free versions of these shows and versions of these shows without me talking in the beginning or end. So that's a big perk already. So visit the Patreon link in the description below for more information. Thanks so much for watching episode 13 of the Dead and Now Blading podcast. I'll see you at episode 14 with Jeremy Batal.